Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Dirsch Show. Different surroundings today, as, as, as you can see. Uh, maybe at some point I'll go over and explain. I love to surround myself with mementos and with history. So here we are in a, a different location, but same person. Um, Israel can win its war against uh, Hamas. I don't know whether it can rescue the hostages. Um, we now have a State Department suggestion that the reason why Hamas broke the deal uh, and refused to release the last few women hostages is because they had raped them repeatedly and they did not want them to go free to be able to describe the fact that while they were in captivity, they were brutally raped by Hamas. That was the surmise made by the State Department spokesperson. There's no evidence of that. Obviously, we can't get evidence of it. The only evidence is that uh, Hamas brutally gang-raped um, numerous, numerous women. Uh, there was one woman who was uh, raped by eight to ten men, um, um, then they shot her in the head. Another woman had her breast cut off after she was raped, and they threw it around like like a football. Um, these are the most brutal sexual crimes in modern times, probably akin to what happened <clears throat> during the Holocaust. Um, but uh, you can be sure there's one group that doesn't care about these rapes and these <clears throat> and these uh, sexual assaults, and that's uh, the Me Too movement, and feminists uh, around the world, uh, radical feminists. Uh, they only care um, if uh, non-Jews are raped, non-Israelis are raped. But uh, Israelis, hey, they must have had it coming. They probably were wearing short dresses. They probably provoked the Hamas, uh, the Hamas uh, murderers. Where are these feminists? Where are these feminists against Hamas? Where are gays against Hamas? Where are groups of blacks against Hamas? Where are they? Why are they silent? Why are they unwilling to make statements in condemnation? Some have, individuals have, but groups, Black Lives Matter? No, no. Official groups representing the Me Too movement and others like that? No, no. Uh, Raping a Jewish woman doesn't count. Raping an Israeli woman doesn't count. Um, some deny it happened. Oh, don't believe women. Only believe some women. Don't believe Jewish women. Don't believe the men who actually saw it happen. Don't believe the photographs. Don't believe the forensic evidence. Um, because that means you have to come out against Hamas. And we, Hitler youth, Hamas youth, don't want to come out. Against Hamas, we don't want to be telling nasty things about this wonderful organization, Hamas, that will make Palestine free from the river uh, to the sea. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm sympathetic 
to civilian, real civilian, uh, innocent victims, the, the babies, the children, the, the young children. I'm not sympathetic, by the way, to women as women, um, just because women were, were, were killed in, in, in the crossfire. It depends on who they were. If they were women combatants, hey, no sympathy. If they were women who helped Hamas, no sympathy. It doesn't matter to me whether you're a woman or a man. If you're innocent, you're innocent. If you're guilty, you're guilty. This incredible sexism of saying, well, women and children were killed, as if women should be grouped together with children. No, women are adults. They have agency. They don't get grouped together with women. That's the worst kind of sexism. Oh, when a boat sinks, you save the women and the children first. No, no. Women don't get saved first. Women don't get more concerned than men do. They're equal. That's what equality means. It's not what equity means, but it's what equality means. And so I'm sympathetic to anybody, man or woman, child, who is completely innocent. But I'm not sympathetic to anybody. Obviously, children can't do this, young children. I'm not sympathetic to a woman or a man who helped hide uh, rockets, Hamas rockets, who helped hide Hamas commanders and, and were killed as the result of an attempt by Israel to go after the commanders and to attack legitimate military targets. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. Uh, if you're a Hamas terrorist, um, you have to be treated like a male Hamas terrorist, unless you were subject to you know, uh, pressure because you're a female. Um, if that was so, all right. But that could happen if you're a man, if you're a man too. I have a lot of respect for Lloyd Austin, who is the Secretary of Defense of the United States. I like him. He seems like a very decent guy. He seems like a real patriot and, and thoughtful. But he made a statement today that could result in Israel losing its war against Hamas. I don't know if he knew what he was saying. Um, he based it on his own experiences, but he was just dead wrong. Let me read you the statement he made, because I want to talk about it at some length. You know, I learned a thing or two about urban warfare from my time fighting in Iraq and leading the campaign to defeat ISIS. All right. Yeah, he was a hero uh, in, in, in Iraq. Like Hamas, ISIS was deeply embedded in urban areas. That's not true. They were not using human shields to the extent that that um, Hamas does. But let's let's go on. Like Hamas, ISIS was deeply embedded in urban areas, and the international coalition against ISIS worked hard to protect civilians and create humanitarian corridors, even during the toughest battles. Just exactly what Israel has been uh, been doing. So here's the point. So the lesson is that is not that you can win in urban areas and by urban warfare by protecting civilians. The lesson is that you can only win in urban warfare by protecting civilians. That's what we'll get to in a minute. And then his last sentence. You see, when people say you see, I always wonder, but okay. You see, I don't see. Uh, you'll see why I don't see. You see, in this kind of fight, the center of gravity is the civilian population. And if you drive them into the arms of the enemy, you replace a tactical victory with a strategic defeat. Sounds logical. Sounds sensible. It's dead wrong. It's dead wrong. Nobody is driving 
the civilians of Gaza into the arms of Hamas. They're already there. Over 70% of the, quote, civilians of Gaza supported the October 7th massacres. Probably 90% support Hamas. Nothing Israel does will either drive them into or out of the arms of Hamas. His analysis is completely, completely wrong. Um, and by the way, his use of Iraq, as if the United States won the war in Iraq. No, we didn't win the war in Iraq. Yes, we defeated ISIS, but notwithstanding the fact that, as he says, um, uh, they worked hard to protect civilians and create humanitarian corridors. What do you think happened to most of the civilians in Iraq? They went into the arms of Iran. They're not America's friends now. They're not America's allies. They're part of America's system of enemies. Now, let me contrast that with a very different approach that was implemented by President Franklin Delano Roosevelt and Prime Minister Winston Churchill. They said total war, total victory, unconditional surrender, and we will defeat Nazism and we will defeat the Japanese empirical, imperial army. And, and what did they do? Total, total warfare. In the case of Japan, nuclear bombs, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, firebombing of Tur Tokyo. Hundreds of thousands of civilians died. Hundreds of thousands of civilians died. America made no effort to save civilians at all. In fact, the Secretary of the Army uh, was only interested in saving the billions of the, the buildings of Kyoto, because he had been there with his wife once and he liked the building. So one of the original targets was Kyoto. And he said, no, I don't want to, I don't want to bomb Kyoto. I don't care about the people, but the buildings are so nice. The shrines are so nice. But the United States didn't try to save civilians when we firebombed Tokyo and nuclear bombed uh, Hiroshima, especially Nagasaki, without giving the Japanese an opportunity to absorb the attack on Hiroshima and perhaps uh, a surrender. And what happened? Did these merciless attacks on civilian targets, producing the death of hundreds of thousands of civilians, did it drive the Japanese into the arms of America's enemies? To the contrary, the Japanese became America's best friends because we rebuilt Japan after the war. And the Japanese people respected power and strength and they jumped into the arms of America because they saw America had an atomic bomb and that they were prepared to firebomb Tokyo and that they had a stronger army than the Imperial Army of Japan. The Japanese people, like the people of Gaza, respect power, respect strength, respect victory. They don't respect weakness or defeat. Germany as well. Churchill ordered the bombing of Dresden. Tens of thousands of innocent civilians were killed. The purpose was not to attack a military target. The purpose was to demoralize the civilians in Germany to have them put pressure on the leaders of Germany to surrender. And when the United States and, and Russia and England went into Berlin, did they 
prevent any civilian casualties? Of course not. They bombed from the air. They destroyed all of Berlin. Many, many civilian casualties. What happened after the war? The Marshall Plan. And the Marshall Plan rebuilt Germany. I've always wondered about that because Hitler once said, if we kill the Jews, we will be better off economically. And Hitler killed the Jews. And under the Marshall Plan, they were better off economically. Not a particularly good message for the never again future. But the Germans were devastated. They lost thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands of civilians to the United States and to Great Britain. And then they jumped into our arms. They rejected the Soviet Union. They certainly rejected Nazism. Indeed, they accepted an occupation which required denazification, the trial of the Nazis. Not enough, but still, that message, that model is much more relevant to Gaza than the model that Lloyd Austin has, has proposed. The United States won the Second World War. It got the people from Japan and Germany to support America. The United States did not win the Iraqi war. It lost it despite the fact that it tried very hard to protect civilians. Now, I'm not here making a case that Israel should be carpet bombing Gaza the way the United States carpet bombed uh, Tokyo. No, I am saying that the United States probably shouldn't be lecturing uh, Israel about that because of what they themselves did. I'm making a different point that Lloyd Austin is wrong when he says that both morally and strategically, you should do everything in your power, even if it means losing the war, to protect civilians. No, no. Israel has the right to win the war. It has the right to do two things. One, destroy Hamas's military and terrorist capacity, and two, do the best it can to free the hostages. And it should, and it does, do everything consistent with those goals, consistent with those goals to avoid civilian casualties. But let's be clear, the civilian casualties are all the fault of Hamas. When Hamas went into Israel and butchered these people, murdered these people, they knew that Israel would respond and they knew Israel would respond in a way that there would be collateral damage to civilians. They knew that and they welcomed it. And then they compounded their fault and their responsibility by using human shields. Now, according to Doctors Without Borders, oh, no, we, we don't use human shields. The head of um, Doctors Without Borders in Gaza said, we don't use human shields. She was speaking for Hamas, although she is the head of Doctors Without Borders, because Doctors Without Borders and Hamas are like this. They work together, uh, as does UNICEF and as does UNRWA. Uh, the United Nations and Doctors Without Borders are part of Hamas, and they speak for Hamas. And their 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 statements and their arguments and their data come from from Hamas. So the 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 the, the question remains: what what should Israel be doing now, and with respect, it should not be listening to the Secretary of Defense of the United States. It should be listening to him in the sense of, yes, 
continue to do what you can to avoid civilian casualties. And what has Israel been doing? It's been sending leaflets to the areas. It's been sending messages. It's not perfect, obviously. But, uh, for example, uh, I was just watching CNN where Jake Tapper was saying, oh, what a terrible thing Israel did. Uh, nine members of the family of one of their producers, producers safe, but nine members of one of his family were killed and they're innocent civilians. Well, first of all, we don't know how innocent they are. That's number one. Number two, they were in the north early on in the war. They were warned to go south and they didn't go south. And they were killed in a legitimate Israeli attack on terrorist targets. And so what you have is Hamas trying desperately to increase the number of civilian deaths because they know that every time one of the Hamas spokespeople, the, the, the Gaza Health Authority, controlled by Hamas, announced 15,000 people have died. First of all, that's probably twice as many as actually died. Second, they don't distinguish between combatants and um, civilians. So if half of them are, are, are combatants or people who are complicit with combatants, then the number is, is half of the half. So I don't know how many actually innocent civilians have been killed, real you know, children and totally innocent. Is it 3,000? Is it 4,000? It's a lot closer to that than it is to 15 or 16,000. That I can be certain of. But one is too many. And uh, everything uh, Israel does is designed to avoid civilian casualties for, for an obvious reason. You can think the worst of Israel. You can think they're the worst country in the world. Why would any rational country want to kill babies or children? Of course they wouldn't. It hurts them. It hurts their reputation. As Golda Meir once said, perhaps someday we can forgive you for killing our children, but we can never forgive you for making us kill your children. No Israeli wants to kill a Palestinian child, unlike Hamas, which wants to kill Israeli uh, children. We know Hamas murdered babies, probably murdered babies who were hostages as well. We know there was a family that they claim was killed in an Israeli air raid. There's, they produced no evidence of that. They've not produced the bodies, which perhaps could demonstrate what the cause of death was. They haven't done any of that. And so... You know, this is very much a one-sided issue, but, but, but the United States should not be putting pressure on Israel to, uh, to, to lose the war, and that's what they're doing. Um, they don't intend that to be. It, they, they think somehow, either naively or, 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 or deliberately, uh, the folks in the Pentagon are saying to themselves, well, well Israel can certainly kill Hamas combatants without killing any civilians. There's this magic bomb that they have. Um, you know, it, the bomb go, goes, and, and when it sees a civilian, whoops, moves the other way. When it sees a combatant, it goes right on target. There's no such bomb. There's no such weapon. And when combatants hide among civilians, when they hide in mosques, when hundreds and hundreds of tunnels were found underneath residences and underneath schools and underneath hospitals, um, and you know that Hamas deliberately put them there in order to cause the death of, of, of civilians. I mean, Hamas's is plan is simple. Either Israel will go after the combatants and kill civilians, or it will refrain from going after combatants because it doesn't want to kill civilians 
In either case, it's a victory for Hamas. So, so what would a moralist have Israel do to take the, the simple, most primitive example? Let's assume that Hamas is firing rockets from a hospital or from a school, and the rockets are hitting Israel. Some of them are being shot down by the Iron Dome, but some are not. And some of them are killing Israeli civilians. Do you allow the rockets to continue to come, or do you bomb the rocket uh, launcher, knowing that there might be some civilians who have been used as human shields, some of them willingly, perhaps some of them unwillingly? This is the kind of tough moral question that I used to teach about and still write about, but I taught about it for you know more than 50 years. Uh, choice of evils. I used to teach that course. My students would always describe it as on the one hand, on the other hand, because there were always two sides of, of every issue. But sometimes one side is a lot stronger than, than the other side. Hamas knew what it was doing when it attacked Israeli civilians. It knew it was killing civilians in Gaza. It knew that, and it did it nonetheless. And when it gratuitously raped and assaulted and, and beheaded and burned babies, it knew that no country could stand by. Can you imagine if that happened in this country, what we would do? Well, you don't have to imagine. Look what we did after 9-11. We attacked from the air. We produced thousands, tens of thousands of civilian uh, casualties. We tried very hard to avoid civilian casualties, but no army can avoid it completely. And so what, what the United States did is essentially what Israel did. And Israel shouldn't be lectured at this point and shouldn't be stopped. Uh, Israel has to win this war. And the greatest beneficiaries of Israel destroying Hamas will be the Palestinians. Uh, they will be perhaps like the Germans and the Japanese if the world then builds up Gaza and turns it into Singapore on the Mediterranean, which it could have been after Israel's occupation of it ended in 2005 to 2007. When that ended, Hamas could have been the wealthiest part of the Palestinian Authority. Money was being poured in by Europe, but Hamas took over and they stole the money. There are now four billionaires living in Qatar um, off money that the European community gave Hamas to try to build up Gaza after Hamas in an illegal and bloody coup took over Gaza. Uh, but the kleptocracy prevailed and the money all went to Hamas. Hamas has also stolen fuel from hospitals, stolen bread, stolen food from hospitals, stolen water from hospitals. Hamas doesn't care about the civilians of Gaza. Israel cares more about the civilians of Gaza than Hamas does. In fact, more than care, Israel benefits every time a civilian is not killed and Hamas benefits every time a civilian is killed. Just think about that for a minute. And then you ask yourself, who's motivated to kill civilians in, in Gaza? Of course, it's Hamas that's motivated because every time a civilian dies in Gaza, CNN sheds tears and shows the babies on, on television. And Jake Tapper talks about the nine people who are members of the family that were killed, that that's what they talk about. Jake Tapper has also obviously uh, talked a lot about the people who were killed uh, by, by Hamas. But the CNN strategy, that's what Hamas calls it. It's to get Israel to kill as many civilians as possible so you can show the dead babies on television. 
That's what they've been doing now for over 20 years. They've been using human shields, according to a NATO report, since 2007. And they've been using it them successfully. And that's why we've seen this pattern since 2007 of wash, rinse, repeat, wash, rinse, repeat, attack Jews, have the Jews come back in Israel and try to try to destroy Hamas. Civilians die, show it on television. The world condemns Israel. Repeat, repeat, repeat. You don't have to listen to me when it comes to repeat. Listen to the Hamas leaders. They have said over and over again, we're going to do this again. October 7th, we're going to do it on October 8th, October 9th. That's the metaphor, but they're going to do it. And these Hitler youth that are marching around now protesting, most recently they're protesting Jewish-owned restaurants. Does that remind you of something? Does that remind you of when racists in the South used to protest Black-owned restaurants, uh, Jewish-owned restaurants being protested? Uh, restaurants that serve Israeli food are committing genocide? I, I don't know whether these Hitler youth are, are, are just, just afflicted by vicious anti-Semitism or terminal ignorance. But one way or another, Israel can win this war. Israel can destroy Hamas. Israel can probably get at least some of its hostages back if the United States does not prevent it from doing so. If the United States doesn't stand in the way, President Biden so far has been pretty good about staying out of Israel's way, although he repeatedly emphasizes you know, that you have to do everything to avoid civilian casualties. I, I think it would be very useful for President Biden and for uh, Secretary Austin to point the finger of blame for these civilian, civilian casualties on Hamas and and turn the world uh, toward holding Hamas responsible to break this horrible wash, rinse, repeat cycle because it's coming to a theater near you. It's coming to you. If Hamas succeeds in the Middle East, it will do what the weathermen tried to do in the 1970s, blow up American institutions, universities, military bases. And these kids, these Hitler youth, Instead of wearing swastikas, they will be wearing the green headbands. Just remember, youth has been responsible for some of the worst abuses in history. Who brought Hitler to power? The students, the professors at the University of Munich, University of Berlin, University of Heidelberg. Who brought the Ayatollahs to power? Remember who took over the American embassy? People forget. The American embassy was taken over by students, students, Hitler youth, Ayatollah youth. Stalin got the support of students, Stalin youth. Hamas is today's Hitler. If they had their way, they would pull off a genocide. If they could have gone further than the kibbutzim and the areas in the south and made it to Tel Aviv and Jerusalem, if they were not stopped, they would have massacred as many Jews as possible. That's their goal, genocide. And yet it's turned around. Oh, Israel is committing genocide, even though it goes to great lengths to uh, protect civilians, even though the Arab population of Gaza has increased multiple times since it, uh, was, take, since it was taken over by Hamas. That's not the results of genocide. Um, the same thing is true of the Arab population within Israel. It's dramatically increased. 
All right, we don't have time for many questions, but let's do a couple of them. Mr. Dershowitz, how do you reconcile Henry Kissinger's early life as a persecuted Jew in Nazi Germany with his career as a ruthless senior American government official? I don't agree. I think that Henry Kissinger put America first. He did essentially what I'm suggesting Israel should do. It put America first. It put your country first. And it said, you know, uh, he made mistakes, obviously, the bombing of Cambodia, etc. I don't think he was ruthless. I think he was a patriot trying to help his adopted country uh, against uh, very considerable odds. And, uh, you know, nobody's perfect. Uh, I've said many times on this show, there are no perfect heroes. But Henry Kissinger goes down in history as a, a great man, a great American, and, and, and somebody who did everything to protect America from its enemies. Professor Dershowitz has, long, has lived long enough to see the authoritarian consequences of his beloved ultra-liberal beliefs becoming dominant. He will probably die without fully comprehending the cause and effect dynamic of the root Marxist ideology involved. I don't know what kind of idiots you guys are. I have been an anti-Marxist, anti-communist since I was old enough to think. I am very much opposed to woke progressive ultras of any kind. I am a moderate centrist liberal, very close to moderate centrist conservatives. Um, I'm a Biden, uh, uh, John Kennedy, Ted Kennedy, um, uh, Bill Clinton liberal, not a Barack Obama uh, ultra liberal. So be, be a little bit more uh, specific and, and honest about, about who I am. Um, okay. Alan, you make a good point that the individual has a right to speak, and I have the right to hear what that individual is saying. I expect Hunter Biden will use his public testimony to promote his innocence, of course, and claim that he is the subject of political prosecution. Perhaps the compromised position for Hunter Biden would be to allow public testimony, but also allow some behind the closed door testimony. Why? Why do we need behind closed door testimony? This is America. Why do we ever need behind closed door testimony, except if it involves uh, national security secrets or, or personal secrets? I can see a, a defendant saying, I want it behind closed doors. I don't want my personal life to be revealed. But here you have the subject of the investigation wanting it to be open. It should be open for everybody. And that should be true of Hunter Biden and Donald Trump. Openness, transparency, sunlight is the best disinfectant. See you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.